Hi, it's Jeff Farley at the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church on our weekly podcast, Today's Word. If after listening you have questions and want to contact us, you can do that at our email, otisvillepress at hvc.rr.com, or check out our website at www.otisvillepress.org. We've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and here this sermon for June 13th is from Luke chapter 24, verses 33 to 53. This is the story after the disciples were on the road to Emmaus. So they got right up and returned to Jerusalem. The two disciples found the 11 apostles and the others gathered together, and they learned from the group that the Lord was really alive, and it appeared to Peter. Then the disciples from Emmaus told what happened on the road and how they knew he was the Lord when he broke the bread. While disciples, Jesus' disciples were talking about what had happened, Jesus appeared and greeted them. They were frightened and terrified because they thought they were seeing a ghost. But Jesus said, why are you so frightened? Why do you doubt? Look at my hands and my feet and see who I am. Touch me and find out for yourselves. Ghosts don't have flesh and bones as you see I have. After Jesus said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. The disciples were so glad and amazed that they could not believe it. Jesus then asked them, do you have something to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate it as they watched. Jesus said to them, while I was still with you, I told you everything written about me in the law of Moses, uh, the book of the prophets, and in the Psalms that had to happen. Then he helped them understand the scriptures. He told them the scriptures say that the Messiah must suffer. Then three days later, he will rise from death. They also say that all people of every nation must be told in my name to turn to God in order to be forgiven. So beginning in Jerusalem, you must tell everything that has happened. I will send you the one my father has promised, but you must stay in the city until you are given power from heaven. Jesus led his disciples out to Bethany, where he raised his hands and blessed them. As he was doing this, he left and was taken up to heaven. After his disciples had worshipped him, they returned to Jerusalem and were very happy. They spent their time in the temple praising God. So here we are talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and this is the second week. Last week was love. This week is joy. Have you ever had the opportunity to watch flames dancing in a fire pit and marveled at the way the flames move and combine to make a wild and unrestrained statement of pure joy? Wouldn't you love to feel that kind of joy in your heart every day in every situation? So what is it that's fanning your flame and growing your joy? I mean, really. And what is it that's holding you back from joy? If the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives is like fire, just as it was in those disciples on Pentecost Day, what are you doing to make the Holy Spirit in you a roaring, jubilant blaze? Two weeks ago, Sue and I went to Memorial Day camping with some others from church, and I watched as Sue and Becky Cooper and her fiancé John and Sarah Ketchum's boyfriend Sean and Will and Frank and Jeff G. all put logs on the fire. Each of them was all very careful and determined to get the biggest blaze and the most heat for everyone around the campsite. At one point, we had three fire rings all burning in a row, and the glow was wonderful and toasty and really inviting. Isn't that the kind of relationship to the Holy Spirit you would like in your life? So what are you doing to make sure that your heart is filled with God's presence in that way? So that the way you are living and giving really makes you look like Jesus in action. 
full of the Spirit, and making others come alive. Resurrection power is all about coming alive. You and everyone else you come in contact with, just like Jesus did. Paul tells us in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Last week, we talked about what love looks like in action when we intentionally love God, love each other, and love our neighbors as ourselves. Because let's be clear, that is exactly what Jesus did. He loved God with his whole heart. He loved his disciples and his followers and his neighbors all sacrificially. And he loves you today, tomorrow, and forever sacrificially offering up his life on your behalf. If that doesn't somehow move you to joy, full out dancing in the streets, singing at the top of your lungs, I guess nothing will. And living out that deep joy is exactly what Jesus is calling us to do now, here in our lives, in the church, in our community, in our country, and in our world, to love sacrificially and rejoice with our whole being. But there is more evidence than just love for the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. Paul says joy is number two on the list because it's the second fruit of the Spirit. The wild, crazy, jubilant joy that spills out from people who are not only known and loved by the Savior, but who are on his behalf, loving the world in his name. Joy is so wild and so free that it dances in us just like those flames danced above the fire rings on Memorial Day weekend and above those disciples on Pentecost. Joy so intense that it radiates God's love and joy on all who come near. Joy so jubilant that we intentionally let go of the things that hold us back so that we can dance in the darkness and call others to come and dance as well. Joy so amazing that it can no longer be held back by our trials and tribulations. Joy no longer limited by who the world tells us we can love. No longer bound to grief. No longer bound to fear. No longer bound to sin. But released, set free and finally fully alive with the joy of the Lord. One of the things I love the most about joy is how wildly contagious it is. Just get on YouTube when you get home and watch a two-year-old chase his favorite doggy friend around in a circle and listen to him giggle. It's so contagious. <laughs> Can you tell that Noah did that this week, chasing the yellow lab and giggling full out? As you listen to his joy, the weight of the world slips away as you too rejoice with him in the wondrous simplicity of a good chase. It's the same for all adults. Spending time with those who are filled with joy is such an amazing experience. It lightens the cares, the troubles, and the challenges of life. And most of all, most exciting of all, it is also evidence of God's presence in us. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, and then peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. We'll get to those soon. And so now we rejoice, just like every one of those disciples did in that upper room, because we know for sure that he is risen. Hallelujah and amen.
We're so glad you were able to join us for just a few minutes for our podcast today. It's been fun. Remember, if you have questions or comments, leave them at the uh, at the website or at the uh, email address, otisvillepress at hvc.rr.com. Thank you for stopping by.